Waddle Davis on it, Montevista in Cupertino, California. We have a special guest tonight. Long time listener. Great. One of your comedy listeners? Three listeners? Oh, no, I think only one. Do we count? Do we count? Yes. If we can't, I have to check. Well, I have to have this. I'll be honest, I haven't heard a word I said. One word. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And you, it's actually your your idea that we come back here and call it Eddie. We try and we experiment with a couple different things. Started off here. Where it was born, right? I think it was at this table. It was this very table. All right. But then we straight off this. No, not yet. Research and development. Sure. That's that's good. And here we are, back at Polynesia. And I think it's you know, it's kind of the right vibe. This is the right vibe. If this if this bar ever went under though, they could should just take all the dollar bills. I think that's their plan. It's like a savings account. Yeah. It is. The nest egg covered the dollar bills. The nest egg is the ambiance. Although how how defaced do the dollar bills have? I wasn't even talking to her. That's true. Like that one's basically it's black except for the words. Hold on. Did you see that? I just nailed that. She went like. I don't think so. No. This isn't becoming a video podcast, is it? No, unfortunately. But, Hello! Yeah, they could uh, have the dollar bills, they could sell the, the deer heads. And they, you know, they'd be, they'd be live for a while. Yeah, they could do a cannabis place. Okay. Um, so, we're at that point of the year. You know what I call this point of the year. <laughs> Dark time. Tony, right? Sports yeah. are playing. Uh, it's the uh, we just experienced the second Sunday since Johnny. The, uh, the game. Since the, the best Bruce. Super Bowl that has ever been played. The Sunday before yesterday was obviously the saddest Sunday. Of the year. This one is the second saddest. Still that far from red. So, hence we're doing a little side jar for all of our listeners out there who might have been here today. Well, it actually is again. You can listen to it later. He's hearing it in real time right now. There goes our download. You know what I'm an arsonist. Are you? And you'll make you'll make your girlfriend listen to it. That's right. That's very funny right there. Martin. So, um, yeah. So this this last. I mean, we should obviously. So, as, well, I was going to say, as anyone who's listened to the podcast for the time we know, but he's sitting right here. Uh, long time listener Craig is a huge 
Patriots fan. My best man. And this last Super Bowl, they they won it all. So yeah, it was a beautiful thing. It was one of the most exciting. I have to say, maybe not the most. I have my opinions about that, but it was a good game. It was a good game. A lot of drama. There's up and down. Progress. I, I can't believe I'm going to be in the 
Fred Kirsch, the guy who's in charge of, of that podcast, and well, said that when they got Rebus, he is a transformational And I, I couldn't agree more because the last how many years have we have the Patriots who started with crap ass defensive back? Right? So Cordy was good when he was a, when he was a, um, a rookie, but then what happened? He fell off the court the second year, and then they moved him to the same. Which is, you know, if you're not, if you're not uh, above the age of 32 and season that corner, moving to safety is a bailout. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, career. Yeah, it's, exactly. So, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think that Rebus was a huge move, but I think the combination of Rebus and Browner actually is probably what makes it Because Rebus, he can only cover one guy. He's like, sure, maybe shut down a third of the field, half of the field, or whatever. At his best. And he's, he's getting up there. So he's still, he's able to shut the guy down. But you combine him with Browner, who's tall, rangy, physical, physical corner, and that's that player. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a big in sort of the Patriots nation. The jury was out about Brown. Well, you know, he he was he had to suspect it. He wasn't going to come until later. We had some up and coming quarterbacks, Alfonso Better, after his. So there was some hope in that area, but the previous, I think, was the big thing. Back to your point about the Super Bowl, um, how it came down to their offense. It shouldn't be so neutral. I mean, so it should be more neutral. Um, Seattle. Who would have thought? Yeah, right. Who would have thought? So that's that kind of thing. It's like yeah. the like who would have thought? Who was the other guy who had the no, reception at the end? Uh, uh, Butler. Yeah, yeah, the Butler did. That guy was the hero of the team. You know, yeah. the like, rookie, rookie player. Unsigned free agent? Right. I mean, no, he, was a, he wasn't even a free agent. He was a walk. Yeah, so it's like, that's the kind of, that's like legendary, you know, like. Ten or twenty years from now, we'll talk about the Super Bowl and like how the, the walkout guy, you know, that changed place, won the game. You know, bringing it back to Pat Station again, um, Coach Belichick has talked about Butler quite a bit over the season. Two or three times, but for somebody that deep on the on the, on the depth chart. Was a little bit of a surprise I think, for folks to see how much how much airtime he got. Um, but they were still trying to figure out pieces back there, depending on who they were playing and what the matchups were. So. But yeah, I mean, to have that game come down to that one play, because I was. Uh, uh, as you probably know, uh, Andrew's at my house uh, for the game. Um, I was in desperation. I just thought it was another. It was like the Tyree. It was like 30 pats fans. Me and a couple other people. But yeah. They were, I mean, you, could, you knew how the game was going based on like you know, the moans or the cheers or the, right, right, right. Is everyone in front of me standing up? Uh, <laughs> right. All that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, to have the game come down to, to that. Uh, you know, because after the Kirsch catch, Kirsch, Kirsch, what, Kirsch, 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 you know, I'm thinking Tyree, Manningham, and now Kirsch. Um, in terms of, yeah, the foils, the crazy catch foils uh, in the Super Bowl, right? Maybe not crazy, but that was an awesome, that was an awesome execution. Yeah, that's Jumping back to when you said that Chris Mack catch the first half. Yeah. Right through a great catch. That's what that was. I mean, it's a close round that just dropped in a bucket by Eli on the sideline. And Manny had a great catch. 
It's not as spectacular as it was, depending on where, what side of the fence was. Yeah, it's not as unbelievable. I've still, yeah. As I put in my Super Bowl party invite, I still have nightmares of, of that and uh, the, the Samuel, the Samuel uh, you know, tips off his fingers and play and play after that. Um, what's his face? Um, who's the safety? The other safety? Merriweather, who let the next play go through his arms. So took me years of therapy to get over that game. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we lump all of those plays together. We lump, even though it was excellent execution with the main game. If we had lost that game, that would have been like... Yeah. It could be good players, but that's... You know, adults are saying that. Yeah. And so I was going down that road until the, until the interception. Yeah, at that point, it was like, oh In fact, I didn't believe it. Everybody in our house jumped up and I was like, wait a minute. What the hell just happened? And I didn't believe it. I'm like, wait, there's got to be a flag. There's got to be something. So I just didn't want to believe it. Maybe that makes me a Boston sports fan. But I just couldn't believe it. That's what I'm saying. I didn't keep yapping. It's pandemonium at the fork in the road. It was. So, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, at that moment when it, when it made that weird juggling catch thing, I was like, oh, obviously, you know, the gods are, are smiling at the at this point. Well, even not even that, but um, who was the other guy that was safety in that, in that warehouse? Um, it wasn't dinner. It was another play, number 30. I forget his name. It was 30 on the Like, jumped over Kurtz while he was still in bobble. You know? And I'm sure he's trying to avoid a, a, a penalty. Could have swatted it out of the way if he were paying attention more, maybe not trying to not have an aggressive play. But even though it was already touched, then, then he could have clobbered him, right? Because... Uh, he touched it, right? So, so anywho, yeah, and then he comes up all the Thank goodness, Butler had the presence of mind to push him out of bounds to get up. Yeah, right. He got up and ran back. Yep, yep. Those guys fly by. You see, we played like that during the season for sure. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, the only thing I also want to say about that game, I guess, is that you're, you're but that last sequence, what makes it one of the last sequence for me is just the yeah. whole coaching battle with yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, you're managing the clock, you're, like, there's strategy about, you know, like, we have our, our three wide receivers set in against your goal line, like, what do we do, all those kind of things. And I just feel like Pete Carroll got outcoached at the end, you know, like, it was kind of the, the master of saying, you're not there yet. Yeah. Right. And then um, there was a lot of time. Yeah. 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 
Was it between the Cures catch and the first run, or was it between the first run and the passing, and the, the ill-fated pass? I forget which it was, where there was just an enormous amount of yeah. time wasted. They could have ran three I think it was after, it was after the first run. Okay. So then when uh, Ayers gets him on the ground... Because it was the second, run, it was second down play. Okay. Right. 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 There was a, a, a lot of time that was wasted there. Right. Um, where some of this chess match was going on. People coming in and yeah. out. Yeah, like, you know, at that point, why, why make a bunch of substitutions and waste 15 seconds or something? You're down to the very end of the game. You know, just run a play. Like, whoever you have in there, just run some high percentage play, even if it's not, you know, throw a fade or something, throw it out of bounds if you have to, stop the clock. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised after um, that big play, that big, that big catch, and then they ran it, even though it was after a little time, they ran it with Marshall. Yeah. I was surprised they didn't go like But yeah, there was time it ran off the clock. Yeah. The, I, I don't know what they were doing. They were just trying to make some decisions, oh, yeah. trying to get the play in. Yeah, so what I was about to say was, I'm surprised that on the second down, if the call isn't just straight up try another blast with Marshall and yeah. see if from a half yard out, he can't, you know, make four people look stupid like he usually does. Yeah. Um, Aside from the stat that we're sure we'll touch on a couple different times, I'm surprised they have a read option there mm. as well. Just because yeah. like Russell off, getting on the move was clearly starting to was clearly starting to frustrate them. Yeah. And that alone, I mean, with his ability to like make people miss overall athleticism to get to a corner, like yeah, that's something is, is it so confusing. You can freeze him. You can freeze him. Maybe get uh, the tight end up, the Lovell Wilson guy even open up with yeah. all throughout the playoffs. Maybe give that guy some space. Like I just feel like. They're all about being multiple on the offense in terms of looks. They don't run a whole bunch of different plays, but they yeah. do different looks, yeah. right? For them to be like, I'm going to call it Manila, or just like, just be three wide receivers set. Yeah. Even with the personnel they had and the play that they ran, the decision they made to go in the middle, I don't think was the best option on that, even on that play. They had Marshawn swinging out to the left, yeah. one on one. You can run any single person in the whole league over to get a half the other. I mean, you just swing out to him like off of that and just let him make it. I think most teams, and this goes back to personnel that, you know, we're talking about the type of receivers that Seattle has. Um, yeah, we've got a couple bigger ones that we're making plays late. We've got most of our speed ones that break plays open when Russell buys time. And that's it. In that situation, wow, you know, amazing. two on one side. They're usually clearing out space for the one on the other side. Uh, so that opens it up to Marshawn as well. Yeah. I mean, the so the fact that he went to that side, he went to that side so quickly, you know, I get it. It's a slam round. You're not going to wait five seconds to throw a slam round. But at the same time, it's just like, it's got to be like, while you're dropping back, oh, everything's perfect on the right side. Stick it that way. Or everything's not perfect on the left side. should be coming out. Like, that should be your left side, you know? It is tough, right? It's like, the key of the moment, bang, bang, play, you got to make a decision. And he thought he had, saw, he saw something, he thought yeah. he had it. Right? Um, yeah, and as you were saying, uh, in a pre-game or pre-this, uh, what do we call it? Pre-funk? Pre-recording? Pre, pre, <laughs> pre-game. Yeah. No, pre-game recording. Yeah. Um, you know, the bump that, uh, that Browner. Browner does. Yeah. Um, who was it? Who was the receiver? Who was the receiver? No, it wasn't Kierce. It was um, Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. So the touch on Baldwin, yeah. you know, the ball was in front of him. Yeah. You know? So, right on. Two defense. Yeah. Yeah. Big, <laughs> yeah. Big hats win. I think that's, a, that's another thing that takes it back to 
Belichick versus Carroll, right? Well, the Patriots have had their best defense, but it's always been around the corner. Mm-hmm. Corners, or defensive back in general, like system. Yep. Some some defensive minded coaches are all about the pressure. That's what they do. Or solid smash run defense, and, and everywhere else kind of fits in. You know? But with him, it always seems to be, it's always about like, what are my corners doing? And I'm doing everything based off of that. I feel like he's not, even when they've had like, good safeties, when Rodney Harrison was, you know, one of the better safeties in the league, or when they had Lloyd Malloy before that, like, they had great safeties, but it's still always about, like, corners are dictating everything. We talked about that a lot earlier. That's well, like, having a shutdown corner also allows um, Belichick to run two gap uh, front. Yeah. So, so he talks a lot One about... One of those gaps, or sorry, three of those gaps, which are half of Vince Wolford. Right. <laughs> True story. Because um, uh, Bill gets uh, asked about all the time about, you know, 3-4 versus 4-3. He's like, oh, because, you know, because he's a jerk to the, to the media. He's yeah. like, oh, it really doesn't matter that much it's whether you're in a one-gap or two-gap defense. <laughs> so, you know, two-gap... Yeah, got guys holding up, and yep. deciding which way to go. Yeah. That gives you, if you've got a shutdown, you've got more time to fill those gaps, and it improves the running game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's uh, something I think that they were allowed. Even though they, they didn't really do that great in run stuff. No, but that's year. what I mean. It's like it, it, it feels like he can scheme more when he's got corners to build mm-hmm. up. Well, sure. You know, that just it's just his that's his bread and butter. Right. Is. And then getting back to what you're saying about coaching, what are you saying about coaching? You're both saying about coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, they're so good on defense, but they're also not that dynamic. It's kind of like a LeBeau defense, right? Um, they just do what they do. You know, Sherman's on the right side, whoever else is on the left side, and that's it. You know, and they're, you know, Pats were moving Regis and Bradder all over the place. Harrington, um, yeah. Um, you know, even like during, during the season, Arrington didn't have a great game down in the Super Bowl, but they yeah. had some awesome games against uh, what's his face on the Colts? Uh, T.Y. Howard oh, yeah. really did awesome on him. And Arrington, you know, just yeah. a short guy. So um, but they figure it out every week. They're a total game plan, uh, game plan defense. Well, as much as, as much as football, it's a game. A lot of times it comes up to those individual matchups. So if you have a mismatch, like Gronk on yeah. pretty much anybody, <laughs> right? You know, like those those things yeah, can actually make the difference. Do you want to talk about real hallmark? Hallmark of Belichick is on defense he takes away what you do. Yeah, you're one third last time. Even if it's triple teams, you know, or if it's all right, like someone literally hold on to Tony gets off same time. It goes back to back weeks two years ago. Showed everything that you used to see about it. It was like Harrington was on Gonzalez, by the way. That's what I mean. It's it's all about where like. Here's who we need to take away. 20. Now, who do we have that can help take away? Right? Yeah. And that's what is the best. Might be a yeah, yeah. 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 But that's, well, that's the thing. Every team comes to rely on some players. Can you beat us with somebody else? That's like that's the approach. Well, and they almost did that to the Pats with Chris Matthews, right? I mean, you know, he makes that slant play. That's the other thing that Belichick is amazing at is the adjustments too. Like. Oh my god, this guy's beating us. Like, we don't have the we thought we had. We're going to put a better player on him. Shut him down. Yeah, he's still not sacrificing the other stuff that he's going It's a true adjustment. It's not just yeah, a panic exactly. adjustment. It's sure. like, army at this guy now, and now everybody else is killing us. Because that's what almost every other defense does. Yeah. They overcompensate the adjustment. Yeah, what's the right adjustment? Yeah. Yeah. He does it with, without it making like a huge ripple effect. That's tough. Yeah, so, I mean, not to play down. The pass and kind of the talent level of the mm-hmm. team or something, mm-hmm. but I think coaching wins that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think overall, probably Seattle's a more talented, more physical, more athletic team. But the Pats, 
that's the coach. Well, yeah. I mean, and Moneyball. We're starting we're start, we're start going into the, his, the history of the quarterbacks that have gotten multiple Super Bowls. The ones that have won multiple Super Bowls, whether it's two or more or what have you. It's the coaching that we talk about. It's a different aspect. went to a bunch of Super Bowls. It's not that Dan Reeves is a bad coach. It's just that compared to the other quarterbacks that went to multiple Super coaches were better than Dan Reeves at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like,
before they got Welker and Moss and Stallworth. Like, he single-handedly willed that fucking team to the championship game. And lost to the Colts, and the Colts ended up winning that Super Bowl. Damn, who was he throwing to now? He was throwing to nobody. Rache Caldwell, um, uh, Troy Brown, who was awesome. Who was halftime playing quarterback. Yeah, he was playing quarterback that year, too. Um, Who else was he throwing to that year? Jesus Christ. Um, Gaffney? No, Gaffney wasn't there that year. He was was their number four in 2007. Okay. Um, I can't even remember. I think that's that's telling. Rache Caldwell was, like, the number one. And he's probably still trying to figure out the fucking. Yeah. He looked like every play. Oh, he didn't know he what he was the, doing. He had the widest, like Bernie Mac eyes of all time. Like they were just it was like, unbelievable. He was it, like Brady was t- constantly telling him where to go. We didn't have Branch. I think Branch was by that point he was still with. Uh, Branch. Well, he was he still went, with Seattle. He went to Seattle for a bit. I don't know after the two thousand four season. After the MVP. Yeah. MVP yeah. yeah. Um, but that's 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 the that's what's pitiful about that season. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, they had um, they had good tight end. They had um, what's his face? Uh, not Ben Coates. Um, Benjamin Watson. Oh, yeah. And they they right. drafted him high, hoping that he would turn into something. He wasn't bad. They, he wasn't bad. He wasn't what they hoped. They also drafted some guy out of Florida State as a bust in the first round for wide receiver that year. I think that's you. But that is impressive. I mean, to go with that like no name cast and still have a productive year. That yeah. says something, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it says something about the coaching and the quarterback. Play. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm amazed that they even got the playoffs that year, and let alone got the championship game. Um, so, uh, and, they, and they were getting hot at the right time, too. Well, yeah. So, you know, and I, I honestly, if there was like two more games in the 2008 season, I bet that we could have seen Castle go in, at least go at least one round, uh, one well, yeah. round into the playoffs. I think they could have got to the to the wild card because they went what ten and six that year oh, with, that's right, yeah. with Castle, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but that was a year they had the whatever the f that was in uh, Miami. Yeah, the wishbone, not the wishbone. What did they call it? Wildcat. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, screwed everybody up, and that was the same year Mangini had the um, the fumble ruski uh, in that game and that year. So you know, they'd gone. What was it thirteen out of fourteen years winning the division? Yeah. Or 12 or 14 or something like that. Four straight straight championship games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, superior coaching uh, and making the, making the, you know, lemonade out of lemons in terms of some Mm -hmm. of the personnel. Mm -hmm. I was saying this pregame. There's been a lot of flack uh, in Patriots Nation about Bill the GM, uh, about really questionable calls and questionable trades, um, even going back to where Malloy and most recently. uh, Makins. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of trouble in the beginning of the year um, without Makins in the mix. Yeah. So there's there's some fair. But then you get it right. right? Yeah. All of a sudden, what was your stork? The rookie center. Yeah. Was now the game. Right. Can I get yep. it? Yeah. Did you see that coming? Who saw that coming? Yeah. Did he see that coming? Do you think he saw that coming? To trade away Makins and have your rookie center be the guy? I think he saw. It's one thing to see flashes versus trade away your best lineman. Well, here's, here's the other uh, dynamic in that, too. This is actually something I wanted to talk to you guys on air about. Okay. Um, about the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots. So they um, – one thing that not a lot of people know about uh, with the Patriots this particular year is it's the first year they haven't had Dante, St- um, uh, Dante Skarnecchia 
Dante Scarnecchia has been the offensive line coach for the Pats oh, right. for years. And in fact, was um, he was the bridge between, he had been with the club since Chuck Fairbanks. Um, so he's been, he's been the assistant head coach for all, for, I don't know, since Parcells. Yeah, um, 900 years. And he has made, like, talk about making a, you know, a lemonade out of the world. I mean, yeah. he is, He's, he's awesome. The highest drafted line he has had was Mangles. Mangles. I keep calling Mangles. Mangles also. Yeah. Mangles. Uh, and uh, Nate Soldoff is the other. Oh, right. right. Who's yeah. our current left guard. Yeah. Who's had a shitty year, actually. Well, he was drafted as a tackle. Thank you. He was a right tackle in college. He was a right tackle? I believe so. Oh, he played some tight end, too. Yeah. Well, um, extremely athletic. Mm. Uh, I mean, if he's a guard now, that move has worked for a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but yeah, so he has, you know, he's, uh, Skarnecki has made linemen out of um, freestyle wrestlers. Uh, yeah. Stephen Neal, uh, oh, yeah. in particular. Yeah. Awesome, awesome guard for years for the Pats. Yeah. Um, until he got injury for the at the end of his career. Yeah. A crazy athletic guy. Yeah. Um, and so, so first of all, you got uh, Coach DiGugliamo. I don't even know how to say it. They call him Gooch for short. DiGugliamo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, but I'm doing what's that fun? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they get Googe, Coach Googe, and then I'm like, I don't know how it's going to go this year with Coach Googe. You know, thank goodness we got Megas. That's what I was saying about being <laughs> sure. here. Yeah, yeah. And then boom, and then, he's gone. and then he's gone. I'm like, what the? You know, maybe they were playing a making a play to create more room for Rivas. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, a cap room? Yeah. I think. I mean, I think actually it's probably that Gronk is so injury prone they wanted to get a backup to him. Like, when Gronk goes down, they need somebody behind him that's kind of fill yeah. out his shoes. And maybe the, uh, the, the ideal that gives backbone to that move also is that you've had this great position coach for so long that mm. can make great things happen with other people. And it's like, okay, we'll give you some bodies. you three guys. Try to replace Mankins with two of these three guys yeah. In, yeah. in whatever phase you can, right? You can't play two or three at the same time. No, no, no. But but this guy's going to run, or this guy's going to block, we'll, we'll, try and, we'll try and figure it out, right? But that compared, I think that's very true because these numbers with Gronk and without Gronk. So yeah, it's extremely good. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't got Gronk, then who are you throwing to? Edelman? That, that, end, right? that end, if you don't got Gronk, who's occupying the defense's attention? Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. You talk about being able to the chess master that he is, right? Um, that ideal will break through the whole organization. It's like, okay, we're not going to give it to Gronk yet. Mm-hmm. He's, he's moving people around for us. Right. Now it's like, well, Edelman's getting slants, and Adola's getting slants, and throwing screens to Vereen. Now, well, we got a layoff Gronk. We're, we're getting beat up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then Gronk starts going on. They don't seem to be throwing then, to him, so we'll take the guy off. Yeah. yeah. And, then, then the, and then the post happens. So then you're like, yeah. now the guy And then you going. see him out lined up wide with the linebacker on, and you're like, before the play even starts, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a touchdown. He's like, the rest of you guys run that way. Yeah, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. All of you fall down. Occupy someone for two seconds. I know. I need two seconds. That's all I need, because that's a total mismatch. Yeah. And they did that like twice, and I was yeah. like, every time I was like, what are you doing? That yeah, was, yeah. Just put Cam out there on him or something. I don't think that, if you're going into the world, and I think picking matchups and stuff, I really try to keep it simple in terms of like, oh, not this tackle against their end, and this, uh, I was like, like, who do I really think each team is going to throw at the other to yeah. try to manipulate something? And I was like, the first one that came to mind was, let's see how we do with Cam Chancellor. Not sure, not 
Right. And, and it's hard to say not Bobby Wagner because I think Bobby Wagner is actually their best player on defense. Mm. And they were different when they got him back. He's smaller than the first Cameron. first first month that they didn't have Wagner. Yeah. They weren't even saying. <laughs> yeah. They were not. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Chancellor versus versus uh, what's he gonna? How are they gonna throw him in that It wasn't just yeah. how are they throw him in the offense. Is he just gonna shadow it the whole game? Which is what I thought. That's what I thought he's gonna. Everywhere he goes, you you're on. Yeah. You find him. But they don't do that. But they don't do that. They don't leave him. Yeah. Because they want they want Earl Thomas to play center. Sure. He's got to do his um, bad boy antics on the other side. On the right side. And then you know that's how it is. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like it's a it's a it comes down to matchups, and I just I don't know. I mean, I'm not a professional coach, but if I it would be me. I would not with that attitude. Not with that. Never will. But I would have just Cam. You just line up on Gronk, no matter where he yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah. I would have tried. He's to, the only I would have. I would have tried. Big enough, to, physical enough, exactly. fast enough to match up with him. You're gonna start a new catchphrase here that Craig's gonna love. Uh-huh. I would have tried to out Belichick, Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> Take away Gronk. That's what you do, right? WWBD. What would Belichick do? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, Chris fucking Matthews. That's what they almost did. Right. Yeah, but, that's true. And. and yeah, that's what they almost did. But I mean, it's more like thinking as a defense. What would what would I do, or what would Belichick do? He's Although there was defense. there was one play where Cam was on Gronk, and he was he was trailing him, and he couldn't keep up with him. I mean, it was I was like, oh, really? Gronk doesn't look that fast. He's but yeah. It's also because he's six seven. And he was like, he had a torn labia. Yeah. Is that it? No. Um, Not labia. <laughs> labia. Oh, I mean, it might be a labia. Labia. Uh, no. Was he had a torn. He had a. Lab- labrium. 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 This is a labrium. You said labrium. That is. That's radio gold right there. I said labrium multiple times. Good job. We can edit that. Labrium. I thought he had a. No, you should keep it. I thought he had a bum ACL, actually. Oh, was that it? Yeah. There was a labrium floating around. That was, I believe, Earl Thomas. There's a labrium. Better than that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, getting back to your point, or your question earlier, Andrew, about. You know, did I, you know, did, uh, as it relates to coaching um, with the offensive line, totally didn't see that. Uh, I don't know if Belichick saw that, if he figured he had enough. Um, but my, my, you know, my um, Monday morning quarterback, pardon the expression, um, maybe he did. I mean, he's had a history of sort of making calls like You know, like, I got enough here to get rid of this person and the benefit from having them gone is this yeah. amount of cash. I mean, he's, a, he's a great talent evaluator, actually, especially for a coach. Yeah. But so that's what, at what point in the season did they get rid of Mankins? Was it uh, preseason? The, yeah, preseason. So he'd, he'd been through camp with the guys and like yeah. he'd kind of seen what he had, right? Yeah. So yeah. In fact, it wasn't they, like he was making this decision in April or May. No, in fact, they had um, some like Hall of Fame, Patriots Hall of Fame uh, ceremony that week Okay. That Mankin spoke at, and he was gone at the end of that. That's so Belichick. I mean, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. I mean, at some point, is that going to be Tom? Are they going to? I'll tell you, it will not surprise me. Although he always says, "I've never," I, like Michelle says at the bar. Yeah. What quarterback would you rather have? Yeah. Just, that's you know, Belichick has said, I, "There's no other quarterback I'd rather have." So yeah. that would be the only sort of factor that would make me question. I mean, for the now, question. though, I mean, but, it, you know, like, say he has a season like Peyton did last, last year where it's obviously declining physically. Yeah. You know, like, at what point did he yeah. cut Peyton? Right, right, right. I think if that happened to Tom Brady, he would he would have been yanked. Yeah. 
if, if what happened if what happened to Peyton Manning this year happened to Tom Brady, I think he would have had wins. I thought in the beginning of the season he had a couple of bad games. Yeah. Back to back, and it wasn't just the um, the KC game. There was another game where I felt like he didn't have a good. He wasn't throwing well. He was making bad decisions. Yeah, it seemed like you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and they were questioning, you know, Belichick even after the KC game. They were questioning, you know, was it time to make a change at quarterback? And he's like, he didn't even ever entertain the question. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, I would. The only thing to your question is, you know, would it surprise me if Tom Brady got traded at some point for value? I think. The, the return on Bernie at this point isn't worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that he's, he's that valuable. Yeah, whatever. I don't think that he would be valuable in a trade at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, a team that's pretty close and just, like, that veteran leader. Like, you know, KC, when they picked up uh, Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. Yeah. They made a run. Yeah, they did. Yeah. These guys are, like, kind of like, you know, you traded me. I'm going to show you. Couldn't tell you. Maybe a couple more good years. Maybe. I wonder if I, I, I do wonder. You know the raw the raw talent question about Brady. Right? You yeah, put him in a different so system. Good. Yeah. You know, a different coach. Part of why Montana wanted to do was prove that he could still play. Prove that he wasn't just a system guy. Because that I mean, the question comes up. For sure, came up with Montana. That's why I think there was so much nothing changed for Montana. Twelve years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. or longer. Like probably the best ever. Walsh all the time, and same, same offensive pieces all the time. You know, they're like, oh, well, he's just a system guy. Yeah. Uh, for the people that want to so, say that. Now, see, we're watching the playoffs. Sorry, but you know, when that's when that question comes up again, yeah, you want to prove that. But I think Brady's argument just. He would just in, say, in a, look at the rings that he's won and look at what team he's won them with. Right? So First two, running teams. Yeah. They're playing great defense. He's not going to go as far as saying, oh, he's gay. It, like, it, it was more like playoff to play, actually. But he's more game manager in 2001 than he was in 2006. Sure, sure. One of the three original. A lot more Matt Castle-esque. Earlier in his uh, career. Well, I mean, the same thing with Roethlisberger. He came in. Seriously. One, one, two, four. Take that for sure, right? The Steelers won when he happened. I don't think you will ever see a worse performance. I don't know. Trent Dilfer. Actually, Trent Dilfer threw a touchdown. I got a guy who would like your winning. Oh, true. He got some bears. Right. I They bring in Antoine Randall, I've had him on a three major stakes. I think Black Super reverse pass to throw a touchdown. They weren't in spite of Roethlisberger. That is, I mean, a few years later. I know. That one he earned. That one he earned. coming to the league as a rookie. No, first of all, they yeah. have a song they lost. Yeah, they Bring back to the Russell Wilson. I mean, well, they only have been two Super Bowls in his first three years. No, right. They lost to Jackson. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Cool. He's also been playing right. a team with the best well, defense. Well, you like right. 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 a great running back. My favorite part about it is either the top two running backs in the league or maybe the best. I really don't know. 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 I
So he came into a good situation. But he threw a very, very sad story. Generally makes good decisions. Generally, except for that championship game. A stake. Yeah. So to speak. He is before. If they went on the championship, he's a stake holder. I'd say the same thing I said after that was a championship. Because they don't have the stock. Like, play a game where you have four. And then in two years, Belichick does not retire. He sticks around for two more years until he gets back with Jimmy G. That's right. Yeah. That's not Tom Brady. Like they almost said, fuck you in 2008 to everyone Talk about great coaching.